Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 20 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast coming to you live from Montgomery County, Maryland. And it is a Tuesday night here at the end of September. And we like to record early in the week to give you the content and kind of set up the the, the, the week that is upcoming and recap the week that was. And boy, did it uh, end with a whimper last night at... Uh, the, the dungeon of FedEx Field where you could hear a pin drop, save for the Let's Go Bears chance. And um, let's just rip the Band-Aid right off and get right into it with our favorite subject. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and beat this dead horse because you know what? It's easy fodder. That's uh, all you can do to it at this point. Pretty much. So before we get into the uh, rest in peace Redskins recap, uh, let's go around the room. How is everybody tonight? Mr. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Lovely. How about everybody else? <laughs> you look awesome tonight. I hate people. Not all people, just just a lot of people. Just most. Uh, Jerry, how are you? I am wonderful. Thanks for asking. Excellent. And I am Todd, and I, my voice is a little hoarse. I actually stayed up and watched that fucking debacle last night. Um, so we'll just get right into it. So the word I used to describe the atmosphere last night is apathetic. The fans of the home team barely show up for the home games. The stadium is awfully quiet and the players now reflect that same emotion and feeling and the product on the field is just that i don't think that anyone is actually angry i don't think that anyone is actually um up in arms and i don't know that they're not working hard in practice all i can tell is it appears to me that no one actually gives a shit about their job or what they're doing or how they're executing it and now, three weeks into the season, I'm going to let you rack off some stats here, Jerry, but they are on the verge of being a historically bad defense. And for a team that had high expectations and needed to play close, low-scoring games, that is a recipe for disaster. So hit me with the numbers, Jerry. Well, here are the stats. They're not pretty. <laughs> no. Case Keenum was 30 for 43, 322. That doesn't sound bad. Except he had two touchdowns and three picks, including a pick six to HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh-huh. Yeah, which he was sucked here, uh, and then he, he comes back in, in true karma fashion. Oh, it's such a Redskins thing to do, isn't it? Oh, the team ran for twenty one ran twenty one times for sixty nine yards. That's whopping. It's actually impressive uh, for them. Yeah, Adrian Peterson <laughs> season ran, high, I believe. He went twelve for thirty seven. Um, Paul Richardson had eight catches. Uh, for a, in one TD, um, McLaren had six and another TD. He's that he's kid's a, good. He's, a bright he's spot. good. First uh, um, rookie in history with five catches and a touch in each of his first three games. Yes, pretty correct. Uh, pretty impressive. Nah, it's really impressive. Trey Quinn had five catches for thirty yards at six yards a pop. That's exactly what we thought it's Trey what, Quinn was. That's what he is. Huh? <laughs> yep. Keenum had two fumbles, mm-hmm. so a total of five turnovers. Awesome job. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because that's all I that's all I could do last night. And that doesn't count the one that, that they got nearly whatever got called back because of a penalty. So <laughs> and let's clap it up for Sweat. He had a sack. Yes, he did. Sure, it was a Kerrigan esque of you know 
probably third and third and eight when they're down by 30. <laughs> his, his, his sack was actually in the first quarter. It was actually a decent sack. It was the only play of the game that the defense actually uh, looked like they knew what they were doing. I got to give Ionitis credit for his too, but yeah. Cole Holcomb, oh, that's had, true. Cole Holcomb had nine tackles, so he's turned out to be we, a, we said guy works his ass off yeah. every single play. He works hard. He's someone you can cheer for. Um, <clears throat> but there's something not clicking. Like it, there's there's something about this team. Um, I mean, I said it early on in our first podcast. They should have fired Jay Gruden. Yes, right. Not a bad coach necessarily. Not a bad guy. Probably a good guy. Good play caller. Not his fault, but he's just not the guy. You, you're not right. gonna you're not gonna win with him. It, to win with Jay Gruden, you have to have a perfect team, or you have to have a really good team. He can't carry you, and he certainly can't carry this. Like, not saying it's his fault, but something's not right. They no, they're not they're not clicking with him, and um, you got to make a change. I think after week five, I. I said they were going to be two and two. I they were not even competitive last night. No, um, and Daniel Jones was coming in with some fire, mm-hmm. and so I fully expect the Giants to win. The situation is now that the Redskins are a bottom five team. Yeah, and which means we'll have some great draft discussion come uh, next April. Right, yeah, that'll be fun. Draft quarterback. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Yeah, we we might have to. I mean, I, I look look what Arizona did. Yeah, they drafted right. Rosen with the first round, and they went and got somebody else. So, sure. obviously, if Miami gets hot, <laughs> they win a game, and the Redskins could get the Clemson quarterback. But I, I don't think we're going to be there. I think it's it's going to be obviously a five win season, which is kind of what we thought. I mean, nothing is surprising. Um, it's just when you see it in real time, it just hits a little harder. You can say I think they're going to be zero and three, but when you actually see them become zero right. and three, and the defense who was supposed to be fucking good. This is the one that just baffles me. It's and that's baffling. honest. It, it, it's why I'm watching and I'm trying to be objective and I'm trying to be analytical and say, okay, they're in, you know, they're in zone. He expects help over the top. Uh, shit, you know, quarterback did a nice job on a read. He came underneath. They picked up eight yards on third and six. Okay, it's not really anybody's fault. But again, the word apathy comes to mind. They just they run around a little bit aimlessly, a little bit listlessly. They just don't give a fuck. Now I you, know you disagree with me. But now you expect to lose. Yeah. Well, it, it's not as much that I mean, I, you know, obviously I don't completely disagree because the evidence is right there in the field. But it's just I, I do think that, and even again last night, I mean, they were so bad it didn't matter. But there's a couple of plays that flipped that game. Hell, if if um, I can't remember his damn name now. As my dad called him last night, uh, Casey Kasem, um, yeah, Case, uh, Case Keenum, uh, thought he was diving into the end zone in that fourth down play. And it's just, you can even see a look on his face. He was probably just like, God, I'm a dumbass. And it's like, you make that play, the way they were actually they were moving the ball again, they did it multiple times, they probably go down and make it a one-score game. And it's like, I think it would have been one score. Anyway, whatever it was. And they would have had momentum. And they still would have had about six or seven minutes left. Now, you're right. How you're bad right. they were. I mean, they were awful. There's no question about how bad they were. Because, again, look, we already talked about the two sacks. Great plays. You know, early in the game, they're setting a the tone. But then, you know, the, the pick six, another short field after that from a fumble. I mean, I don't know if it was another pick or it was a fumble, whatever. It was a fumble, was. yeah. And it's just like, you know, they are also they were getting the benefit of the calls most of the night, too. I referees. thought so, too. I thought so, too. Like, yeah, Chicago actually. Yeah. If, Chicago actually got hosed in that first half and still put up twenty eight. Yeah. Hosed a little bit, but also they were idiots. How how many times you go offside? 
Wait for the ball to be snapped. So, so with that being said, <laughs> as a third-party observer, if you if you were not a Bears or Skins fan, the ratings would tell you no one fucking watched the game. It was just well, dreadful. That, I mean, that means people, some people are intelligent at least. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But what an awful product yeah. to, to think about the NFL and then to watch that display last night. Because I guess that was my most disheartening point. I'm with you. The, they, they showed a little bit of fight. They definitely had some drives in the second half. It's almost like our hockey analogy, a little bit of score effects. I think the other teams, you know, playing oh, sure. a little bit more yeah, yeah. conservatively. You're, you're going to the well, um, you know, trying to move the ball down the field. But the, the lack of competitiveness being down 28 nothing, and really just not even having a chance to make any plays is just so disheartening. And against a team, this, this wasn't the Cowboys, who are, have a stellar offense. This is the fucking Bears. Yeah. They're a joke. They're not good, but they're better than we are. Well, and I, I think what's what's so frustrating also, again, is I'm going to get back to, you know, and again, I don't know if it's on Minuski or who it's on, but they showed they could get pressure when they wanted to. How are they not on third downs bringing more? Well, it was 63%. I don't know if that was last night or if it was even worse, but I think that's their number for the season on third downs given up. Isn't that and pathetic? It's it's. It's disgusting for well, an NFL team to do and, that. And I think that's where I, I alluded to the historically bad. I'm fairly certain through three games, nobody uh, yeah, has, has ever given up more than 60% conversion rate on third down. That's fucking yeah, now, awful. I mean, to me, that will get better next week. That <laughs> it will has to. Going. The law of averages oh, has, has to, to come into play. But, I mean, they still get, <laughs> they get Miami. They get you know the Giants. And I, I just think I think they're going to be able to get to Jones a little bit. But it doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but they're going to get to him. So. No, no Barkley. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, no Barkley. Yeah. Um, you you brought up um, Kerrigan last week as being a concern. Okay, he reminded me a little bit of uh, Ryan Zimmerman last night. Do you remember that year when Zimmerman just wasn't the same Ryan Zimmerman that you saw for the better part of a decade? You're like, wow, he looks slow. <laughs> wow, his bat's not really turning. He's not really the same guy. The effort's there. He's a great soldier. He's a great dude. Uh, Kerrigan looks like he wants to still play. I, I just don't know that the legs are, are, are there. Uh, he just looks. I don't know. He he can't he can't make a play. He can't get off a block and he can't make a play. You know. Nope. No. I mean he's he's been. He'll put up sacks and stats because he'll in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game he'll get a half a sack here exactly a sack here. Pretty sure he got one last night and the guy fell into him. So, right. Yeah. But I mean you know in terms of game is tied. We need to get the ball back. It's third and seven. He's not getting you a sack there. I know you all, and you know, over the airwaves, our, our few fans can't even see this, but Malibu, the pooch, is very representative of how I felt about the game last night. Right now. <laughs> what, is she passed out Just in the corner? Basically passed, down, <laughs> passed out, face down on the floor. <laughs> Couldn't look any more sad. And it's probably us depressing her, but, you know. Well, this, anyway. is where, this is where I know, and again, I'm going to go to the well with this word apathy a little bit. This is where I know that the, the fan base actually – almost just doesn't even care right now. So last night, we didn't even like sit there on text like, oh, fuck, did you see that holding call? We totally got screwed. We were all just like, wow, we're getting rolled. This is bad. My brother Jeff last night was just like, well, there it is, bro. He's like, see you later. He's like, I'm not tuning in for the rest of this shit. You know, I mean, even good fans that have been there through thick and thin are just kind of like, ugh. I can I can see how this story is going to play out, and it's it's not pretty. Yeah, I mean, this there's no chance it ends well. No. So... My thought is get past New England, get to the bye. You'll probably be one and four, zero oh and five. Um, get rid of your coaching staff. Or get, All of them. No, hire get, us. I mean, get rid of Jay Gruden, right? I and mean, there's no reason to keep him around. I mean, he and Minuski have to go, right? Yeah. I mean, get to get rid of those two. 
uh, let the kid McCarthy. Yeah. Well, or O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let him. He's Fuck a, McCarthy. He's, who the hell is that? Yeah, he's probably a, the new DC. Whoever he is. He's apparently <laughs> the heir apparent. Let right, him right. cut his chops on sure. on games that with no pressure. That I was going to no say, yeah. What, the, the, it, it is a natural progression to take somebody that's young and up and coming right. and give them a pile, give them a bowl of shit, and say, right. "Here you go. Let's you know, you know make something out of it." And at that time, you're playing. You're letting him cut his teeth against games that don't really matter. Um, and if he's abysmal and can't even function then you know he's not your guy right um but my guess is he'll probably be pretty innovative Mm -hmm. Uh, i think jay gruden has is just i don't know what he's done with adrian peterson i don't know you know he has not he his game planning is just poor um minuski pick anybody over him i mean you know there's just there's no reason to keep him i i i don't see you know so we could we could have a whole uh you know dialogue on Gruden and what we think the issue is. You said it earlier. He is he is a legit established NFL coach. He's a good play caller. He seems to be a really good dude. I, I actually think he's a great guy. You know, I think he's honest. I think he doesn't like the bullshit, but he knows that's part of his job. I think he plays that role pretty well. The mix just clearly isn't right. Whether it's duration, whether it's the mix of the inept front office and those current players that he has, the assistant coaches, I don't really know what it is. But there's something wrong in the mix, and when there's something wrong in the mix, you have to take out the ingredients, you know, that that, that aren't working in that particular yeah, you there, know, recipe. If if they're zero and five or one and four, there's no reason to keep them. Why? Around. Why? There's why? no reason. The term culture is cliche and thrown around too often, but in this case, I think the culture is a complete disaster. Agreed. And there are two people that are directly responsible for that, and we all know who they are. And that's why, when it comes to Jay, I mean, just in you know, we moved on from, not moved on, but from bowl of shit to mm-hmm. just complete apathy. And I just don't care. I mean, I like Jay. I think he's fine. I think he can be successful somewhere else. I don't think anybody can be successful under this regime. Someone's going to have to come in and, you know, basically during their interview, tell Alan and Snyder, I'm taking this job because you guys suck. Sh- sit down and shut up and write checks. Let me deal with this. If you don't want to hire me, that's your problem. It's, you know, it's actually similar. I know we, we haven't really gotten into it, you know, on on the pod necessarily, but I think that's basically what McClellan did, you know, Caps GM when he had his interview. You know, I know GM is different than head coach, but, you know, I think he said, I, I've been here forever. I see what's wrong. This is what we need to change. That's the only way I'm taking this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you're going to get if you hire me. Right. That's, what the, that's what a coach needs to do. I don't see a college guy being able to do it, but – I don't know. I, I mean, part of the reason I'm not that interested in firing Jay is, and I do like O'Connell. I like, I like the idea of him coming in. But I don't know unless it's him, and I don't know if he's the right guy, who wants the job? Well, that's just it. And, that, and, and that's a bigger question is down the road, if O'Connell is the heir apparent and they're going to offer him the job and completely clean house, front office-wise, everything else, who knows if that's even going to happen. Um, it, then moving on from Jay sooner rather than later is is the way to go. But I think you nailed it spot on, Jeremy. The culture is so fucked right now that the people that are pulling the strings are the reason for this rancid culture. So if they're still there, then what's the fucking point? That's where the apathy comes from. That's where every negative we have said pretty much comes from them. We talked about it when Dan Snyder got involved with Robert Griffin and chose him over Shanahan's. That's when everything turned. 
that's when any coach who has any sort of self-respect and other options will not come here. They will not work for somebody who's not going to have their back. Right. They're not going to work for somebody who's going to say, play this person because he will sell more jerseys. Right. And I, you know, I don't want you running this type of plays because I want him to be able to throw the ball so we can get, you know, whatever non-winning motivation they have. And I do believe that. I, I do believe that um, when the Redskins try to do the right thing and they bring in guys who tell them what they need to hear rather than what they want to hear, they get rid of them mm-hmm. because that, you know, Dan Snyder makes money. That's all he, right. can, that's really what he cares about at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and Bruce Allen his his job is to get us a stadium. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere, right? Um, and he's not going to cede power. The only way it works is one: you throw fifteen million dollars at somebody, mm-hmm. right? And you just overpay double than what anybody else can get, and they can't turn it down. Number two is you say it's your team, it's your decisions. I'm going to Alaska. You won't <laughs> hear from me, right? You got three years to do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, I'm going to fire you, right? Right? And you just leave hands off. Don't get involved. Don't meddle. They can't do it. Sure. He's proven over and over again he can't do it because ultimately the coach would make some decision that is unpopular and he'll intervene and ruin it. Mm-hmm. So I think O'Connell's the only type of quarter or only type of coach you're going to get. Hey, now you you've said it and you're probably right, um, mm-hmm. but with all this you know <clears throat> with all this long term ish with all the backstory and how shitty it has become. It didn't happen like that overnight. It's it's accumulated now over time. Oh, yeah. So you can't just without completely cleaning house. And it starts with Bruce Allen, which is probably not going to happen. The, the the switch is not going to get flipped right away. So the question becomes: What do you do in the interim? Like, what do you do right now? Well, people got energized when they brought in um, Scott McEwen or McLuhan. McLuhan, right? Because. They took the power away from Bruce Allen. Supposedly, you, you brought in a guy who could who could deny that guy turned out to suck. He turned. Out, I thought he was terrible. I, I mean, I he, I did not think he lived up to his own hype. Alcohol or no alcohol, his drafts were not that good. But that's the last time I can remember being okay. Now this 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 organization is going to be run by a professional. I was going to say right, and we're going to do it the right way mm-hmm. because the Redskins have not really had that many bad off-seasons. However, it hasn't translated to wins. Mm-mm. And I don't know the answer to why. I don't either. You know? Look back. I don't know if the, there's an easy way to bring up the stats, but I saw it on the junks earlier. The um, the coaches under the Snyder era, the mm-hmm. best coach in terms of winning percentage was North Turner, the first one. Yep. I want to say he was 17 and 12 or so. Barely That's because he had all those all pros. <laughs> Remember? I mean, yeah. They, they, they yeah. get everybody. But you look right. down the rest of that list. Shanahan was pathetic. I want to say 24 and 40. Yeah, something Gibbs, like that. Gibbs couldn't be 500 in this organization. But I'll tell you, and, and I think Gibbs walks on water, He in four years he went to the playoffs twice mm-hmm. with these fucking guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least he brought right. a shell of fucking competency Mm-hmm. And professionalism, sure. And he he ran yeah. an outfit. Now he didn't have talent, right? But well, so so here's the million dollar question now. And we brought this up prior to the season. We had our predictions. We we said, hey, this guy could be the face of the franchise. Is with all the with 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 the completely poor play on the field, with the um, possible revolving door in terms of the coaching staff. Do you even risk putting Haskins in at this point? Does it do you any good? 
if you get rid of Gray, if you get rid of Gruden. Okay. You have to get rid of Gruden. There's something wrong with his game plan. His game plan doesn't fit the personnel or something to that effect. Um, because they can't run the ball. It's awful. They can't fucking run the ball at all. And you have an all pro right guard, a guy Morgan Moses, who is competent enough to get a second contract. Mm-hmm. A center who everybody says is average but adequate. Right. You know, you have a left guard, which is a huge hole, and Donald Penn, who's not playing terrible. So it's not like you have five scrubs up there. I agree. You don't have a tight end uh, worth a damn, and Jordan Reed should retire to save his own life. Agreed. Right? Cheers to him. But Seriously. Good yeah, dude. It stinks to say it. But it yeah, it I, sucks, I, man, I, but retire, bro. Save, you, you save know, that save brain, yourself. man. But you know what the Redskins could do? They could... Go talk to the Baltimore fucking Ravens and try to get Hunter Hurst because he's he's not even playing and he's a first round pick and he can block and he can catch. But Mark Andrews shits all over him. He doesn't get any touches. Right. So I would be trying. the Ravens would fleece us in that deal. Oh, probably. <laughs> I, probably Williams in a first. Right. But I would try to do that. Right. Because he can block. And now you have a guy, or, or at least a you know a guy who can catch a little bit, but can also block. Mm-hmm. And I would get a fucking offense that does that can actually run the ball because you know the more Case Keenan throws the ball and Haskins as well, they're going to throw picks. Sure. So well, let's just say when you put it up forty three times, and I think this is the third week in a row he's hit forty attempts or, well, they, or pretty they, damn they close. To. They're down three touchdowns Correct. in the first fucking. Half. So so by definition, it is a more risky maneuver to play football that way, and and in the NFL you're going to turn the ball over. So. You know, that just goes with the territory. So this team, uh, unfortunately, we thought this season was going to be a punt. We thought this was going to kind of be just a throwaway, and it's proving to be just that. I just didn't think it was going to quite be in yeah, this fashion. Throwaway, not necessarily burn it down, you know. So Well, well I mean, at some that. point, though. The I mean, players yeah, aren't listening. That's what I mean, though. Is a throwaway would have been fine. Yeah. Burn it down was what I was not expecting. Yeah, good, good call. Yeah. Good call. Yep. Hey, I mean, you guys were at seven. I was at five wins, I think. You guys were at seven. I was probably at seven or eight. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. No, I, so I, that but I, what was I, my last prediction? It was five, ten, and one, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. But... You know, our listeners need to give us the research. If the <laughs> if the players are, that up, if the players are zoning Jay Gruden out, which they are, oh yeah, no, no, they don't give a shit him. what he's saying. No. Maybe if you get some new blood in there, they get a little bit more energized. Hey, we're going to block it this way instead of that way. We're going to throw this instead of that. Well, here's gonna, the deal. I'm an optimist. I I look at their team and I go, defensively speaking, they should not be this fucking bad. As a matter of fact, they should be able to flip this thing 180 degrees. They should be flying around the ball. They should be John Allen and fucking Payne. Those are above dude, average dudes. Ionitis is competent. I, I, I see no pretty well. reason you can't get to the quarterback and as a result do what the Bears did to us because those those picks last night were because of pressure. Right. You get pressure, yep. quarterbacks throw picks. Well, Bingo. Again, they they did it. They started the game out right. And again, some level of apathy, you know, don't give a shit, whatever, took over. Because, you know, the way they played in that first couple of series on defense, you're like, this is what they should be doing against Chicago. Completely agree. Stopped. Yep. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't either. So they essentially have to clean house if they want any semblance of a team going forward, in my opinion. I mean. Oh, they they got to get rid of the two. They got to get rid of Jay Gruden and Minuski and just clean. And, and if you're going to start Haskins, let him start with the young guy. And let him start. Uh, th- that's a good call. If, if O'Connell is the heir apparent, you let him bring Haskins along and you do it after the bye, you know. 
lick your wounds a little bit and just don't kinda, don't play him against New England. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, no way. Now on the New England thing, um, I'm going to see if I can pick up a bunch of New England scrubs the week before when they play the Redskins. Right. <laughs> just, just pile up some points. So before we get into our Ravens talk, we'll do that in part two. Um, <laughs> fantasy wise. Um, the Redskins absolutely and utterly fucked me last night. And they fucked me too because Chicago's defense yes. had 51 fucking points. Isn't that? And I would have won had they just yeah. had their average. I remember sitting there going, there's a chance I'm going to lose. And I went, nah, I probably won't lose. And I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to fucking lose. So in our money league, I lost by less than a point. I lost, they, by, le- I lost by less than two. Yeah. I, I looked at the two of us combined. We put up our two teams uh, with the, our opponents, put up 440 points in the, in the margin you know, it was like 2.6 points or something like that. I was like, oh, that was a fun week. Thank you, Washington. You guys are the best. A special shout out or shout down to another like podcaster, at least a guest podcaster. Thanks a lot, Hopkins, you jackass. All you do is make that other field goal. I love you, but I'm just, you know, it's, it's my fault for having my team, I guess. Now it was, uh, it was just a, a shit storm. And I had, I had Peterson and I was like, ah, yeah, he'll get me a handful of points. I mean, just barely, barely anything. And it just obviously wasn't enough to offset the ineptitude on, on offense. Uh, it was just so hard to watch. Um, so, well, hey, let's dive into it now. We talked a little bit about the Ravens. You know, to wrap up the Skins talk, they're kind of dead to me until they show me that they can make wholesale changes. Right. Jeremy nailed it. The culture has got to change, and that takes time. And when I say dead to me, meaning I'm going to be as apathetic as a fan as they are as players right now and coaches. And I'll watch. If they win, I'll go, hey, all right, cool. That's one of your one one to five wins this year. Congratulations. Right. Other than that, I'm not investing my time, my energy, or anything else. I'll still watch because I'm, I'm a Skins fan for life. Me too. In yeah. terms of you know actual like effort or anything like that, Snyder and Allen don't even deserve my effort to take a dump on their lawn. It's not. I mean, I would not fertilize their lawn for them. It's not worth it. <laughs> we wouldn't get. We Nothing wouldn't get class with, on the podcast. Absolutely right. We wouldn't get within half a mile of that fucking lawn. That guy's got more yeah. security. Yeah. Uh, you know. We all know him. Plastic bag and throw oh, yeah. it. We all know his security. Of course. It's all the cops in Damascus. Of course. Oh, so hey, I might be able to sneak something. Uh, now, now Bruce Allen is a. Uh, you know, he is just a piece of work. Um, and his again, his body of work speaks speaks for itself. Yeah. These aren't these aren't opinions at this no. point. No. These are these are facts based on a, a continuing, uh, you know, pattern of behavior and results or lack thereof. So at some point, indisputable numbers. At, at this point, it's like you guys are a fucking disaster. That's not be, me being some asshole. Yeah. I am an asshole, it's, but it's, you're a fucking disaster. Yeah, it's insanity. It's so insanity so to so think that something's going to change when you do the same shit over and over again. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Yet, here we are. We tune in every week. Um, now, I'm not expecting a different result. That's, that's the oh, difference. Yeah. I'm yeah. expecting a loss. You know, right. I'm resigned to that fact. Um, well, hey, let's refresh our beverages. Let's come around on the other side. Let's talk a little Ravens. And even though it was a loss, a lot of positives to take away from that game, in my opinion. Um, so we will see you on the flip side with some more NFL talk. And then we will uh, do a little preview of the Terps and Nittany Lions this Friday. It's, it's the epic battle in College Park. And then uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty good about the Nats right now. I have this good feeling. We will see you on the other side. All right. See you in a bit. 
And welcome back to part two of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite DMV sports podcast. You can find us online wherever you find your favorite podcasts. That would be Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Find it, listen, subscribe, uh, drop us a line if you're so inclined. And uh, hopefully we uh, and can entertain you for a little while each week. Um, so we just got off of our uh, <laughs> our obituary. It sounded like with the fucking Redskins. Yeah, Thank sorry God. about that, folks. <laughs> no, it's just it's pathetic. I think everybody that's an actual fan can feel our pain and appreciates. I think it's cathartic for everyone. Um, it's at least cathartic for me. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on down the Bellway. The Ravens suffered their first loss of the year, but it was uh, it was not in vain as they went on the road to KC, who's kind of now the KC's up there with New England as the standard bearer in the league, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, and the Ravens went up there and you know gave it a run, gave it a go, came up a little short. Jerry, winnable game, thirty three twenty eight was the final, although the Ravens scored in the last two minutes to make it that close. Right. Um, John Harbaugh continues to fucking make bonehead decisions to cost them uh, in the second. I They need to tell him in the second quarter that the game's at halftime so he leaves so they can get to the fucking halftime without any fucking bonehead mistakes. Well, he kind of <laughs> said as much today, didn't he? Well, he basically said he was sort of intimidated by the points that Casey was going to put up. Well, yeah, he did. Changes, I mean, you know, yeah, usual well, I, stuff. If you're friends with me on Facebook, and the three people who may be listening to this probably are. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> um, but it's not because I don't love you. Um. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Jesus, <laughs> that's hurtful. All right. Anyway, don't do Facebook, bitch. Um. I said <laughs> when Harbaugh went. So I'll break down the the, uh, break the down. situation. Ravens get the ball. They have probably the best drive you can imagine. Ten minute drive. They're running the ball. They're throwing the ball a little bit, but it's mostly just to run. They're eating up clock, and they're just they're just taking yeah. advantage of Kansas City. Extremely impressive. Absolutely. Right. Ingram Ingram scores. Uh, they kick the extra point up seven nothing. Unfortunately for the Ravens, KC was offsides or something fucking happened where they got the ball on the one yard line, and then Harbaugh, in his yeah, fucking right. geniusness, <laughs> decides to go for it and try mm-hmm. to get a two point conversion. Yep. Right. And of course they don't fucking make it. Mm-hmm. So now you're behind the eight ball. Now you got six instead of seven. Um, fast forward, KC obviously. You know they 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 don't score in the first period, but they're rolling uh, in the second period. They score pretty early, seven six. Okay, they get the ball back. Casey Kansas City is getting some, some some momentum. Ravens get one or two first downs, maybe, and then they're met with a fourth down in their own fucking territory. And everybody in the fucking world knows you punt the ball yes. and you pin them deep. As good as the you so know, that's two weeks in a row now yeah. that he's done that. As good as as good as the Chiefs are, as good as the Chiefs are, you punt it and you you try to get them down there because you know maybe something can happen. You can get a couple incompletions, penalties now, right? Right. Holding calls are so so common now that even a great offense can get stifled. You but know? they get stuffed, and then from them, from that point the fucking Kansas City Chiefs just roll all over. I mean, they score within three plays. Yeah. They get the ball back. They hit a big touchdown. And at that point, it's it's game, set, and match. And I, I get where Hall and – then, and then in the second half, to compound his fucking stupidity, he keeps <laughs> going for two, and he never fucking gets it. I like boneheadedness. I think that sounds good. <laughs> right. 
So no, he was playing catch up before that game even started. Right. He got he got mind fucked because he knew how much case. And I said on Absolutely. Facebook, and I said on Facebook that when he went for it, that's a disrespect to your own fucking defense. It's basically you're telling them you can't stop them. You have no fucking chance to stop them. So I am going to go for it every time I can. Right. And after the game, he was indignant and he was saying the analytics told us to do what we did. Sure. Fucking moron. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I understand analytics. I get it. You know. Sure. But the feel of the game and common sense has to has to make sense. Now he's a good coach. Oh, he's a great. Coach. He's a great coach, and he's a good CEO, and he's a winning coach, and he's a winning competitor, and he knows how to put a team together, and he knows how to manage egos. I get it. But his game day decisions are sometimes a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. In the past two weeks, they've cost the Ravens, right? I get it. Your defense is not that good. It, 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 the defense is, is weaker than their offense, yeah. which is which, unusual to say. For the for first time in a long time. Yeah. yeah. But you have to show some fucking respect for them, you know? I agree. Um, and so do I think they would have beaten Kansas City if he didn't do any of that? Probably not. Kansas City's probably just better. Mm-hmm. And they're playing at home, and Pat Mahomes is fucking amazing. I mean, he was... What was he? He's a monster. Twenty-seven right now. for thirty-seven for three seventy-four and three TDs. You know, and he they, just their their offense. Real quick, just to interject, Casey's offense right now plays a little like the Saints from a few years back, a little bit like Minnesota back in the day when Culpepper was there and Moss was there. They expect the next play to be the big play. Yeah. So and it when is half the time, and it is that's Ridiculous. just it. So they're so hard to defend because you can do everything right on first and second down, and they don't line up going oh shit it's third and 10 they line up going well our 17 year, uh, yard play is right here in our back pocket and we're going to complete the play and and they do they're they are really scary to defend that's good use of resources i mean you lose one of the better playmakers in the league in tyreek hill and then michael hardman comes in and it's like no difference redskins lose a player like that they might lose nine out of ten games. Oh, wait, they do that anyway. Never mind. <laughs> they crawl in the corner in a fetal position. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's 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 staggering the uh the difference between the top tier teams and the bottom feeders. But but getting back to to your recap here, Jerry. So <clears throat> two weeks in a row now, you're not a fan of Harbaugh, you know, going for it on fourth down. No, I just think you play conservative. So I, I had this thought because I thought the same thing. As soon as they went for it, I pictured your face and I was like, Oh, he's pissed right now. Um I think he's a little gun shy right now because he hasn't had this combination of playmakers on offense, this this offense that can score, and a defense that's really not fantastic. So no, I think he's, never. He never you know, I don't think he's ever had that. So I think he's second guessing himself a little bit, and and he's learning on the job, so to speak, with this combination of talent that he has. Well, their their defensive backfield is below average, and it's not good. I it's mean, good. The, the Smith went out. Um, the first week, he should be back in a few weeks. Uh, they tried to trade for Jalen Ramsey. I assume they're still trying to trade for him. Uh, rumor has it that they offered a first, a second, and Hurst, the mm-hmm. tight end. And the Jags said no, which is kind of crazy because that's a I, pretty good fucking deal. I think it's a great deal. Um, but if they so if they would get him, that would shore up. Mm-hmm. And then Smith comes back. Now you have a, that would shore up sort of your DB. That's a huge game changer for them. And I think it would be worth it. Because I agree, the problem that I see the Reds or the Ravens having is that they don't want to run Lamar Jackson all the time, and I get it, but he's not special if you don't run him. Mm. 
Like against against Kansas City, if this was a playoff game, my guess is they would have run him until he dropped. Mm-hmm. Because if you can run him and Ingram, that's the best way to keep Kansas City off the field is getting first downs. But I mean, you don't want to do it in a regular season game. Right. But in a playoff game, I mm-hmm. would bet that they would be run heavy. Hmm. So interesting. Um, I think that's that's the mechanism and the recipe for them to be successful. Less Lamar having 100 yards, Ingram having 100 yards, ball control, keeping your defense off the field. Right. Well, and that was my bigger issue with that going forward on the play you mentioned earlier because what did they do? They ran Lamar out wide and he got crushed. <laughs> yeah. True. Not True. Take the yeah. point off the board, not get the two. They That was probably the most dangerous play he ran all game. It's like, come on. I mean, nah, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. But So I, I saw some, some serious positives from this game, however. I actually thought they might get blown out a little bit because I was afraid KC was just going to go pedal to the metal from the beginning. Best thing that happened there was the Ravens had that time-sustained drive to start the game, and that didn't let KC get into their rhythm. So KC really only had three quarters worth to to, to push. And they don't quite have the running game that they've had in the past. They may get better as the year goes on if McCoy gets healthier and stuff like that, but I think that's one of the problems they're going to have. It's true. They, yeah. they can't. They don't really have the dual threat that I think they've kind of had in the past. And um, I, I think that though, I think that's encouraging. You know, from the because good chance Ravens see them again in the playoffs. And that's so. just it, right? So <clears throat> you, you stole my thunder there a little bit, but that's exactly where I was going with it. Does this game give them optimism down the road if they do meet in the playoffs? I don't think so. I see. I think it does because to Jay's point, everything gets tighter, right? The, it, it's not the free flowing throw the ball down the field every other play. They're going to have to get some tough yards at some point. KC, that is. Do they have the personnel to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Ravens have a big one next week, though. Browns at home. That is a big game. I mean, because the Browns are one and two. You can really put them Oh, you can stomp ball. them out. Yep. You know Baker Mayfield's going to come out talking shit and be with swagger. So. It's working well so, well, so far. <laughs> yeah. well, it's doing something. Um, <clears throat> so that's a big game for them. Uh, you would expect them to be able to rebound and uh, – uh, play reasonably well. And that game's in Baltimore, right? It's in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think that's going to be actually an ugly game. I'm going to go, you know, I think Baltimore wins, but not by the margin that they probably should. I, th- I think Cleveland is desperate. You know, one and two is not a great place to be. Um, you know, so they're going to push. But uh, but I think Baltimore gets it done because they're just better. Um, yeah, I think so, too. They're solid, more solid. No, but you're right. They do need some help in the secondary. Yeah, they're 27th in the league in the secondary, and you know the Browns have some playmakers. So they that, do. That could be if I was the Browns, and you have Baker Mayfield on your fantasy team. That's probably a good pick. Yeah, I mean between Landry and and OBJ, just let them you know, let them let them gunsling a little bit. Yeah, and they, they will. You know, they're not going to only be a five or six win team. They're going to win some games. So that's that's a, it's not the. It's not a comfortable matchup. No, not right. at all. Not Scherzer, at all. as a Nats break, Scherzer has given up three runs in the first two innings, down three nothing okay. against the Phillies. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get right into the Nats then, real quick. So last week at this time, we were kind of uh, worried. We we were very worried that they may let the wild card opportunity slip away. Appears to be a foregone conclusion now that they will be one of the two wild card teams. Again, it appears, barring something crazy. Looks like it's going to be Nats and Brewers in the wild card matchup. Um, and like Jerry said, it's just going to depend on where that game is played. 
who the starting pitchers are and how you kind of you know prep yourself for what you hope to be uh, a, a five game series following that. How yeah. fucking great is it to end Bryce Harper's year? <sighs> After all the shit he was talking in April about Love how he's it. at a real city and he, they were coming in with such swagger, to ha- him ending his fucking year in Washington, it couldn't be more fitting. And and so I saw something today in the ninth inning, uh, the Phillies were trying to mount a comeback, or I think it was the eighth inning. They were down three one at the time, and Harper was up and he tried to bunt his way on base. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking great, <laughs> you know, big strong guy flexing, being like, fuck you, fuck you, DC. I'm gonna come up and try and bump my yeah. way on in the eighth inning. Hey, fuck off, go slink back to. Philly shithead douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for well, the opposition well, for Jay. He was like, "Damn, he just he took it." He's not He's the a- best color guy in the league for nothing, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> that was great. No, but seriously, I'm sure Harper's a good dude. When he was here, I, I like the guy. I like his swagger and stuff. I but- bet he's a fucking. Dickhead. I, I bet he is. I bet he's not as big a dick as Jason Worth was, though. I'm pretty oh, sure that yeah. guy was the biggest asshole in the Or majors. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> you know, I just, I, Inside I, joke there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, fuck For that me, guy. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm basically smiling because <laughs> his, his up and came is, uh, you know, somebody would probably say. Maybe, yep. Maybe yep. I just did. Nah, so uh, I, I'm glad to see Philly gone. Um, but to I, be eliminated by oh, yeah. that team oh, has to be yes. fucking humiliating. It's poetic. It's, it's it's perfect, you know? And, I mean, we've talked about it. His contract is obviously just astronomical. It's an albatross. Dude, he's he's a very, very good baseball player. Is he really the game changer that everybody thought he, he was? He doesn't I don't bring know. you wins. I, I, well, yeah, not not to, you know, crap on the Nats in the, in this sort of semi-shining moment, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Rendon because – if they do sign him, basically regardless of the cost, that even just magnifies the genius of letting Harper go. If they don't, it's you know it's it's almost Redskins ish. But yes, I would. But agree. if they do, I mean, it's honestly genius. Mm-hmm. So but we'll I, see. But I wonder how much is it because Rizzo is elite. I mean, oh, he's that awesome. dude. He's awesome. knows what he's yeah. doing. Well, love that guy. No, you he's. Know, he's Fucking fantastic. But two out of the four teams in Washington. Love to have you on the pod, Rizzo. Yeah. Two out of the four teams on the yeah, pod. just at Dudley's one night. Two out of the four teams in the D.C. area that we talk about on the pod. You sort of say the Caps and the, the Nats are I, I trust them. They're going to make the right decision. They know what yes. they're doing. Like when McClellan mm-hmm. makes a move, it's not like, what? That, you know, it's like, okay, that'll work. Whatever he thinks. Right. I trust right. you. Yeah, yep. he, yeah, he's got a good feel. Right. When the Redskins... And the Wizards make a fucking move. It's like, <laughs> did they just pull that out of a fucking hat? Right? I mean, did they do any research at all? Or did they just say, hey, that guy playing? He's still playing? We'll take him. It's like all the memes where you have, like, you know, kids at, like, some, uh, you know, playground just running into each other. I mean, that's the Caps. Or that's the Wizards. Yeah. And that's the Redskins front office. And then, you know, all the ones where everybody's in line, everybody's organized. I mean, that's the Caps and, and Nats. And, and, and you nailed it. I mean, Rizzo and McClellan have a presence. They have a calming way they right. do business and you might not agree with them you might go what the hell is that for and then you're like you look at the guy and you're like damn he knows what the fuck he's doing so you if, look at bruce allen you're like holy shit somebody check his pulse you so know? so with that <laughs> said right so with that Brush said with. the reason they haven't signed rendon is might simply because because boris is involved and he just won't let him sign right he wants to test the market to get the the how much do you think boris is worth oh I mean, that guy, 
He he prints he ha- I don't money think he, every I, I, day. I don't think he gives a shit about his clients. No, and that's why he's no, the no, best. no. He will sacrifice them. He will put them yeah. at risk. Absolutely. And he, but it, but more often times than not, it will work out. Yeah. I don't think Harper wanted to go to Philadelphia. I really don't. I think it was so late that he they were the last one standing. I think he wanted to go out west. That's where he's from, mm-hmm. right? And right. I, they just they weren't it was, so. I not. I mean, I know he loves the deal, but I'm not sure that worked out the way. I was going to say he loves his paycheck, right? You no, know, but dare I say, if I had that paycheck, I'd live in Philly. You know, I am not a huge oh, baseball fan. <laughs> I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I the, I I tend to believe the Capsule or the Nats will find a way to get it done with Rendon. I think so. I really they didn't so. get it done with Harper because they didn't want to get it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wanted him, but they right. they weren't going right. to pay him what what he what he got paid. It's so next week it. at this time is going to be fucking awesome because hopefully we're going to have the Nats in a wild card game. You know, either a week from tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, so do we know what the, what the uh, it's either Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. The AL is one day, the gotcha, NL is gotcha, the next, okay. and then the Caps drop the puck officially a week from tomorrow. You know, the second this is fuck yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. Man. That's this what is- we started the pond for. <laughs> Fucking caps. I love those guys. Watch uh, them start out 0 5. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> please. Uh, please don't go there. Um, I, I did warn you. Their schedule in October fucking sucks. It does. They're not, they're, they're not going to be 0 5, but they're not going to be setting the world on fire in the standings. That's fine. They can tread water in October. They're going to be just fine. Stay healthy. As long as you have Chandler Stevenson, dude, just be winning <laughs> fucking games. <laughs> Yeah, I, as I look at the roster, there's no fucking way that guy makes the team. I don't. I don't think there's so. no really way, don't. none at all. It's fucking awesome. I know. I know that makes you happy. Watch well, my car break down, and he comes and fucking changes my tire for me because I don't know how to change a tire. You're gonna love him. Don't I'll be call like, him an asshole until after he finishes changing your tire, though. No, I, I would never call him an asshole to his face. <laughs> <laughs> so we will do our official caps uh, kickoff preview. Um, That's gonna be. So, I'm gonna have like a fucking Woody the whole time. <laughs> We're gonna go position by position. And the sound gonna is gonna be, be a little stars com- everywhere. The sound will be compromised. Jerry's a little further It'll away from the mic. Too far from <laughs> the mic. <laughs> normal. Why am I the only one on this side of the bar? <laughs> yeah, Jerry's on on his own side of the bar for good no, reason. No, but everybody's <laughs> gonna. We have all stars everywhere, man. It's gonna be fucking great. No, so. Um, you know the caps are going to be awesome. I can't wait to see how the how the roster rounds out. You know, in the end, yeah. Look at that. There's no way Stevenson makes this roster. No There's way, no man. Um, now he's he's about the yeah fifteenth forward. Yeah, I, I've actually I'm, I, we're looking at uh, the uh, sort of I wouldn't call it the two deep. I don't know what you call it. It's basically what's left in training camp, and mm-hmm. it's about five lines and in, in, in four deep pairs, and it's um. I mean, guys that are going to make the squad before it, Stevenson are it, it Hathaway, does pants Hathaway, Dowd, Dowd yeah. Boyd. Lipsick, panic. I, I, don't, I don't panic. Don't panic. It's fine. I, I don't think Pino makes the squad, but that guy's been fucking impressive. Well, he, he's man. one of the reasons why. I mean, because what this is what's going to happen? He's this, waiver this, exempt, right? I'm pretty sure Pino yeah. is. Pretty sure Pino is. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure um, he is. But that's where Stevenson is not. And I, I'm 95 percent sure now they might not. The whole Kuzi suspension throws a monkey wrench into things in a good way, in one way, because I don't. I think they can use that money. That he, you know, gets paid to play other, you know, have other guys in the roster right now. So, I think Stevenson gets sent down. But if you're Stevenson, do you do you really want that? Right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather want just to get your papers? Try to find on another team. Yes. You don't. Oh, want yeah. to, you don't want to stick oh, around no. for like four games no. and then do it no. when everybody else has their roster <clears throat> set. 
I, I really think they're going to put him on waivers. Somebody will pick him up, and he'll go out west and be happy. That's what I'm hoping I, for. I, no, I agree. And, and I think it's going to be one of those, we're putting you on waivers, and good luck. You've been a great soldier here. Thanks for your time. And I hope you stick somewhere else, whether it be Winnipeg or Calgary or one of those you know one of those places. I could see him being a fourth liner out there. He's a good dude. He can play, but he doesn't have room in this roster. I'm sorry to yeah. say it. I walked by my wife's car the other day. I was just, you know. Just shuffling like I do. And I walk by and I look at her fucking back of her car and she's got a Tom Wilson sticker. A fucking picture of Tom Wilson on the back of her car. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> that was awesome. It's a great sticker. I saw that. Yeah. Was it signed? No. No. Okay. Yeah, that's probably like her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing was he was naked. I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. It was a Tom Wilson risque sticker. <laughs> it's like a Tom Wilson sticker of him like, Shirtless, holding a dog. <laughs> Everybody goes, oh. Yeah, oh. Uh. All right, so the Skins are, you know, a dumpster fire. The Ravens give us hope. Um, the Nats, hopefully, knock on wood, this time next week are going to be playing in the wild card game and advancing, and we can really break down where they're going to be sitting in the playoffs. Um, hey, Chris Davis went two for six last night, everybody. He did. The the Orioles are not officially the worst team in baseball. They are not. I was stunned to see that. Detroit, Detroit, staggering. Detroit has forty six wins, and Detroit may yeah. be a worse city than Baltimore. <laughs> right now, maybe. I, maybe I don't even think it's close. They're oh, definitely it's worse. Pretty, city. It's pretty close. It's worse than Pittsburgh. Those are two, <laughs> two, two fucking cities I don't want to be in. Unless I'm like at a game and then I leave the game right. and I leave the city. A little like Morgantown? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, for, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, no, so, and, uh, and and obviously we just, you know, hinted at it that the Caps are uh, dropping the puck for real a week from tomorrow night. So for next real, week we will definitely do our uh, Caps preview show. We got to spend two minutes before we go yes. talking about the Turpies. Well, we're going to spend more than two minutes. Let's break this motherfucker down. Oh, I Friday. thought we were done. No. Friday gonna night. I'm going to go with some more beverages. Friday night under the lights in College Park. It's not. I wish. I do wish the game was in Baltimore because I think the, the just getting 65, 70,000 people there I think is worthy of these two teams. But there's something about the campus atmosphere on a Friday night. They have canceled classes on Friday. Um, Parking lots Those open early. students are going to be shit-faced. And Mitch That's, will be, too. Oh, can you imagine? And Mitch will be. Oh, Thank God I won't be there. So I we will like to be at Mitch's tailgate. <laughs> I will unfortunately not be there. Jeremy is not going to be there. That's because I'm an asshole. I have no reason not to go. Worst fucking fans ever. <laughs> I'm going to get go home, get drunk after work, and watch the game. So the real question is, and I've been asked this by people that are more fringe Terps fans that root for them, but they say, do they even have a chance? And my answer is unequivocally, yes. But this game could go so many different directions. And we, we gave some predictions too. last week. <clears throat> And I'm nowhere closer to, to having a, a good read or feel on this game. I think it's going to be so emotion-driven that it's going to be hard to tell what's going on. I will educate you. Okay. Please do. I let's need go. It. Bring it on. Should we get beverages first? Are we breaking? No, or we let's right do it. In? Let's okay. do it. Here's my key to the game. The Terps have to get out early, and they have to take a lead. Because Penn State, even in a down year, they recruit better than Maryland, so those players already think that they're the better players. No question. Right? And they have the pedigree, and they won last year, and they have success, and they're going to have confidence. So Maryland has none of that. They have excitement. They have talent, but they don't have pedigree. They don't have a history of success. Right. They can't get boat raced early. If they go down by – 
two touchdowns early, I think they're in big trouble of just folding. Who's that, Maryland? Maryland. Oh, yeah. Well, Penn State's D is legit. They're, they're, they're fucking good, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. No, they're really good. I mean, let's not make them out to be Alabama. They're okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. They're, they're, they're not just okay. They're good, right? But they're not – there's no defense in the Big Ten that is suffocating. Um, I think Maryland needs to get off to a strong start. They need to take a lead early. They need some stops early and sort of get the crowd into it. They can't blow their wad early because that's bad, right? They can't, you know. <laughs> that never ends well. Honestly, the, the, the worst thing for – Go for the, round two. The worst thing for – that's been a long time since I've been able to do that. <laughs> Maryland Thank is a God team. Like, this, it's the worst thing ever. Like when they, if, It'd be terrible for Maryland if they scored on the opening kickoff. Because they would be so excited and they would be chomping at the bit, and then Penn State sort of just, you know, sort of takes control of the game, and by the right. second quarter, all the Maryland's drained. What Maryland needs is seventy-five know, points, ten points in the first quarter to Penn State's three or Penn State zero, and they've they've done it methodically. They've no 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 like luck. It's just they've earned it. Right, uh, Jackson's locked in or Josh. Yeah, jo- yeah, Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's locked in. He's not fighting with his coaches, <laughs> and they're on the same page. That's the best way, because you know Penn State's going to come back, and they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to, they're going to stay in it. They're going to make a run, but Maryland has to be there in the fourth quarter, tie game or ahead, and close it out. Mm-hmm. They can't fall behind more than ten points because they don't have the pedigree to catch up. Hmm. That's my theory. I'm just hoping for a good game. I feel like. Last few Fuck years. Fuck that. What is this, Pee Wee? You're hoping <laughs> for a win, dude. Everybody wins. No. Oh, no. I, I ain't Jeremy's rooting for the Capri Suns and orange slices yeah. after the game. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, we're going to have halftime with fucking orange slices. I'm rooting for the white claws and the chicken wings. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, but I, no, I'm just saying that because this is the, it's the setup for the 45 to 3 blowout that we've seen. It's not just the Redskins oh, that, that are not suck. good in these primetime games. Um, we've had games against, you know, Penn State, even the last few years in ACC with, you know, Virginia Tech, things like that. That's why I just, I want this to be a game in the fourth quarter. Um, unless we're ahead by 40, that's fine. Um, but, you know, I, Maryland's got a chance, but I, I'm discouraged a little bit by, you know, the Temple game. And I don't know if anybody saw, I think I'm pretty sure Buffalo boat raced Temple this past weekend. And that's, <laughs> that's not good. So, Buffalo was beating Penn State at halftime a couple weeks yeah, ago in Happy Valley. By about yeah, I mean the so. Temple game was not good in any level. No, and yeah. any I mean that but was hey, a fucking yeah. the disaster. Only thing, the only thing it was good for was humbling them because right. if they were sitting there, to your point, Jerry, a lot of things did go their way in the first two games. You know, right. they, they, they got they won the turnover battle. Uh, the, the the penalties went to the other team. They they made the right play right. at the right time. Like a lot of shit went their way. And in Temple against Temple, nothing went their way. But here's here's what I'm saying about Maryland and their fans and their players. They're going to come out and they're going there's going to be excitement. But there's also going to be in the back of everybody's mind fear. Like, are we for real? Right? Can we do that? Like, if you're Penn State, you really expect to believe. You you expect to win. You you expect. To win, if you're a player and, and a fan, in these environments so often you're you, absolutely you're expected, right. So yep. if they fall down by ten, it's okay. We're going. We're going. We're going to be back at it. That's Mar- a really good point. Maryland has false Agreed. bravado. 
right? And if they get down, they're, they're, the doubt is going to creep in. Here we go again. And that's the worst fucking feeling to have. And that's why I think this is why it's so hard to predict because the emotions are going to play such a big role in this game. The, the, the headspace of the players trying to get to that level that they haven't been to yet at, at, at Maryland. Right. Um, it's been so long. Um, if you're yeah. an Ohio State fan <clears throat> and you play a first half and you're down by 14 points, you're pissed, but you're like, eh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. here. We go. Correct. If you're a Maryland fan and you're down by 14 points, you're like, ah, fuck, that was terrible. This game's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if we can go get it. But it's just it's just the and mindset. that's why I think if they can keep the emotions in check, and I, I'm with you. I think if the first quarter and first half is kind of almost unassuming, yeah, like if it's, boring, if it's like it's 17, 13, one way or the other, I think that plays to Maryland's benefit because. You called it last week. Maryland is the more explosive team. Absolutely. They you know, they can they can come out in the second half and first down on the 25, inside handoff to McFarland, and he could go, and he could go to the house like Absolutely. that. You know? Go to Ohio State last But they year. have to play Bingo. like they, they deserve to be there, and they believe they can win. And, and, and that and, includes Loxley and, and I think this and is And this is a great little, you know, test to see how good is Loxley and his staff you know, how well prepared are they? They had an extra week. They had a, an absolute stinker against Temple and then got a week off. There's no better formula to get your guys humbled, prepared, focused, and here, at home. I mean, here's it also, really lines up well for them. Here's also why I think Maryland's in good shape. Because Jackson's, I mean, he's played Clemson. He's played Florida State when they were good. Yes, he's, but I, I must say, watching him at Temple fucking worried me. Oh, yeah. He he looked like, I mean, it was like a whole, look, where did this fucking guy come from? Is this the same guy? Dude, was, I'm telling you, was watching it with George, and I was like, dude, this is like Varsity Blues. They went out last night. He went to the strip club. Yeah. He got in like two hours ago, and he, he can't fucking see the receiver, and he's I was, him by I Temple. was as confused and befuddled as everybody, because it's not like, like I said, it's not like Temple was doing some exotic shit. Right, but some of that were, were line calls. Hopefully, that gets cleaned up because sure. you know, mm-hmm. fucking Penn State's going to come after them. Oh, if yeah. they saw that shit, they're going to do exactly what they did with better players. Bingo. So that's what worries me. Yeah. So I'm, I am, I am foreshadowing and assuming that the coaching staff will be on its A game. If they're not, it's trouble. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. it, it, it's just trouble. Just I'm no assuming that it. they will be yep. ready because you know Franklin's been there a long time. Oh, he's fantastic too. But everybody knows what Penn State's going to do. Like they're they're not doing shit that. See, this is what's giving me hope: is that actually a little early success from Penn State might be the best thing that happened. Not to get out to a big lead, but to have a few plays that go their way. Because Franklin is so arrogant and full of shit that he's going to fuck something up. It's almost like when a guy who can't make a three-pointer makes a three-pointer, and you're like, great, keep shooting, because it gives him false confidence. Yeah. He starts lighting shit up. Right. Uh, no, so I, I can see Franklin fucking something up in that game. Um, like Bruno Fernando makes a three, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now he's going to take another Now one. he's going to take three more. I have complete confidence in Franklin completely fucking something up. Let's hope it's enough that uh, it'll help lead the Terps to victory. And I, I still have a good feeling about the game. Um I'm just ready for it, you know. It's it's the biggest game. I do. I, 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 I have said that I'm glad I'm not going, and that's partly true. I wish I was going more to have just my like <clears throat> senses about me and kind of like get get a whole feel for the tailgate, the stadium, the There's feel, and everything. Better than being at a football game, a big fucking football game. It's the greatest, and I am lamenting not being there for that. I mean, however, the logical side of me says I am so glad I'm going to be far away from that because. 
that that is a contentious environment that I don't want to see myself in right. at this stage in my life. Nothing good can come of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a fucking moron. So <laughs> true. I mean, I, I'm a moron. But there, <laughs> there was nothing better than being at, you know, a West Virginia-Louisville game when they're both in the top five or a Miami game when they were in the Big East or a Virginia Tech game when they're both in the top 15 or Texas or Oklahoma or shit like that. That's big-time football. You get excited about it. You're there. Yep. You know, like I can't watch shit on TV. I get too fucking nervous. Mm -hmm. like I can't watch the teams I, I like. But if I'm at a game, I can watch anything. I, you know, we well, don't have a choice at that point. Right, you're you're but, a captive audience. But you so, you know. I sort of feel like I'm there and I got, yes. I'm a part of yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Right? I got you. I have some sort of control, right. even though you don't. But. That's because right. you're there and you're part of it. Well, because I'm drunk <laughs> and I'm like, I, th I think that like you know, the coaches can hear me. <laughs> this is what I'm seeing. Well, you know, I, I'm with you on that because I always feel like the referees can hear me. So yeah, makes perfect sense. <laughs> that, that is true. You suck. All right. So we gave preliminary predictions last week. What do we honestly think said. is going to happen? Like with all this shit being said, because I think we've all made really good points. I think the game is going to be entertaining. I really hope it's competitive and entertaining. No reason it shouldn't be. Um, you know, what do you honest to God think happens? I think Maryland can score in the high 20s. I don't think Penn State can score in the high 20s. Hmm. I just don't, I don't think Penn State is explosive. But, you know, I mean, I've, I only saw them play against Buffalo. Right. It was underwhelming. I saw them, the, the highlights against Pitt, it was underwhelming. That was extremely underwhelming. So, you know. It's like the skin Chicago game. It's just I'm, awful. You know, but. That was but extremely, extremely underwhelming. Maryland cannot turn the ball over. <clears throat> you can't give them short fields. Yep. And if they do, they're screwed. Yep. So I think Maryland wins 28 20. Nice. I don't know what I said last week, but that's my. Okay. No, no. no. Hey, each prediction <laughs> is just, is just, it's just an underlying prediction until the next one. And this is the closest one. That they supersedes play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Day. <laughs> yeah. So today is Tuesday. They play Friday. This is the real fucking prediction. All right, Jeremy, what say you? I'm going to go 35 24 Terps. All right. This pains me to do this, but I think. I think Penn State wins 35-31. I think Maryland plays a great game. Pains me too to hear that. Yep. I think Maryland uh, – my prediction is that Maryland plays a great game. <clears throat> they have a few um, lapses on defense. Penn State takes advantage. So I think we dominate in terms of like possession, yards, everything else. Unfortunately, I think we're going to turn the ball over. Um, that'll, and I think, that'll do it. And I think Penn State gets a late touchdown to win it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss me off. And I hope to God I'm wrong, because um, my uh, my ability to uh, predict games is pretty much right in the shitter. So I, I really hope I'm wrong. Well, if that is the outcome, I'll be even happier not to be there. <laughs> yes, seriously. Uh, but hey, cheers to all of our teams. We got shit to talk about. Wait a minute, I was texting. Did you pick Penn State? I did. did. You fucking cocksucker. He, yeah, he's an ass. I but, am. Uh, before I am. we wrap things up, I do want a little shout out to Jake Funk. Uh, oh, Jake. Sucks in the knee, bro. God damn it, bro. Yeah, we love you. Thoughts are with you. Hope to have you back. That's right, man. You're a Damascus boy. If you ever want to come on the pod, you are more than welcome. Hey, you got, you got I don't think we that got, violates any NCAA got, rule, does it? You got a gym 10 feet away. You can, <laughs> yeah, that's rehab, right. while, you can rehab, rehab while you uh, while you tell us what idiots we are, um, and you would be 100% correct. Exactly. But yeah, no, seriously, I feel so bad for the guy. Uh, works his ass off. Well-liked by everyone, um, and just really, really sucks, because that is a painful injury, uh, yeah. long rehab, and just no fun, man. So cheers to you, bro. Cheers.
All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this sucker up. Let's see. Uh, let's see what our predictions look like with the Terps. Let's, uh, you know, knock on wood and hope the Nats are exactly where we hope they would be. And and uh, you know, we'll be breaking down the Caps season next week. Can't wait to uh, get into the Caps. Caps. Go Caps. C A P S. Caps. 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 So until next week, thank you guys for listening. We are Wings, Beers, and Tears. Give us a follow. Give us a listen. Subscribe if you will. And uh, whatever you do, just go ahead and laugh when you hear us. Later, man. Peace. See ya.